1: at LuckyLandSlots.com.
0: Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions
2: apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Leonard Monroe. I'm Austin Ward, joined by Jeremy Birmingham and Spencer Holbrook. And I think we're finally nearing the end here of the roster decisions for Ohio State as they uh, regroup, retool, try and get back, win another Big Ten title, get back to the college football playoff next season. Broken down just about everybody. Now we're up to Tyreek Smith, uh, maybe one of the best for last and. He had an interesting decision to make, Byrne, because he's really, you know, he's he was supposed to be this next guy, the next Chase Young. Um, we've heard that for several years. His athleticism is off the charts, and everybody knows it, but he's dealt with injuries for three years. Uh, the number of games he's played, I mean, he's basically only played one full season over spread over three years. He's been productive in those games um, and certainly had the best game of his career, I think, in, against Clemson in the Sugar Bowl. So he could have made the leap, but instead on Monday, he decided he'd come back. That was obviously huge for Ohio State, especially with Jonathan Cooper also moving on, Uh, you know, for those rushmen having Tyreek Smith to build around and a chance for him to maybe become that first round pick uh, is absolutely uh, enormous for Ohio State.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I actually saw, and I don't know whose mock draft it was, but I saw a mock draft about two weeks before the Clemson game that had Tyreek Smith as the 25th pick in the draft. And I think that there's some people out there who, who see the, the body, the, the body type, the athleticism, the production when he has played and then the understanding that he has had three years under Larry Johnson. And that uh, is turning into a pretty good selling point for the NFL right now. If, if you've worked with Larry Johnson, then you come into the NFL ready to go. And I think that there would have been teams ready and willing to take an up, take a leap of faith with Tyreek in, in saying that he, you know, at least what you're going to get on the field from this kid. Um, but I, I think ultimately you're right. It just came down to not being able to put enough on tape for him to feel comfortable that he was ready to go. He, he won like 24% of his pass rush battles this year, according to the pro football focus rating stuff. He was one of the highest ranked linemen in the country in that respect. But even this year, he wasn't able to, to really be the consistent force that the Buckeyes needed. And you hope that the opportunity to get his full year where he's going to be the guy that is pretty much on the field the entire time next year
2: that you see what he's really capable of. Yeah. I remember having conversations and I think that Spencer wrote about this maybe last year where Chase Young was just raving about Tyreek Smith's potential and that he was going to be the one to take the torch that, you know, he got off the the football every bit as fast as Chase Young did that they would, you know, measure themselves uh, against each other in the film room with Larry Johnson and that, you know, he expected him to be that caliber of game changer that, uh, would continue that tradition from the Boses to Chase Young and that Tyreek Smith would be the next guy. This year wound up being a little bit more of a uh, pass rush by committee, and Larry Johnson also doesn't have any problem with that, even though he's had these superstars. But I think when you looked at if there was a criticism of that defensive line this year, which was they got a bunch of pressures but not a bunch of snap of sacks, you kind of need one guy who you know is go- not only going to turn those that whatever the percentage was, burn 24%, turn those into big wins and, and deflecting passes or getting in front of the face of a quarterback. But to create some of these sacks, to create the strip sacks, and Tyreek Smith, we've seen that he has the ability to do that with a couple of forced fumbles already in his career. So, you know, one more year, maybe that's what he does, Spencer.
0: Yeah, and now every time I think of Tyreek Smith, I continue to think about the Clemson game. And I also look back at that Maryland game from 2019 where the quarterback is running the opposite way and Tyreek just tracked him down because he was that quick off the ball, blew the tackle away, and, and got to the quarterback. Every time you see a glimpse of what he can do, it it does remind you of Chase Young. It really does. And and that's a really high comparison, a lofty comparison, but it's almost fair because he has that talent. And when Chase Young tells you that he's got that talent, well, you should probably believe what Chase Young says. And I think that's an interesting point because this defense was missing a dominant pass rusher this year. And I think it hurt the secondary. And that's not a, a, a knock on any of the guys that played defensive end this year, but it was just that piece was missing from the puzzle. And I think if Tyreek Smith can take one more step, it doesn't even have to be a big leap, just a step, you know, in the right direction, he can be that. And I think if he is that Ohio State's defense is going to be twice the defense it was this year with that.
2: I think you look at it, like it was just a weird year to evaluate that, that Rushman unit, you know, Jonathan Cooper was, was a rock and he was out there for, for every game, but you know, Tyreek Smith missed time uh, late in the year. He obviously was dealing with some nagging injuries, as he has over the last couple years. Tyler Friday was, you know, missing in action for an extended period of time. He's such a key part of that rotation. Javante Jean-Baptiste, you know, didn't look like he was quite ready to be a full-time guy there. Uh, And Zach Harrison, we thought he'd make that second-year leap. Didn't quite work out the way, you know, anybody really envisioned. Not that it can't or won't happen moving forward, but, you know, just – I don't know how to put my finger on it, Burn, but it wasn't quite what you expect from Ohio state. And I, I think it's not that Larry Johnson forgot how to coach or that uh, these guys aren't extremely talented because we know that they are, but maybe this, this unit just kind of, you take chase young away. And as Spencer said, you don't, if you don't have that dominant pass rusher and you don't have that spring camp, we talk about being close to the, to the football and how you need that time to develop. I don't know. It just, it seemed to impact that group maybe more than others.
1: Of course it did. I mean, for, for, since 2013 to 28 to 2019, you had a top five NFL draft pick at defensive end. And, uh, when you're dealing with Joey Bosa to Nick Bosa to chase young, the, the the beauty of what Larry Johnson has been able to do over the years is rotate in a ton of guys, but you always still had Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, or chase <laughs> young. And believe it or not, those guys are uh, difference makers. So you, you need someone to step up and be that every down guy, um, and now you hope that Tyreek can be the, the one side next year while the Buckeyes figure out who is going to replace Jonathan Cooper, whether it's Tyler Friday, whether it's Zach Harrison, Javante Jean-Baptiste, Jack Sawyer coming in, the number one ranked defensive end in the country, five-star in the 2021 class. You know, he'll, he'll be arriving on campus uh, this weekend. You, you just hope that someone's able to step up and provide that that extra juice from the other side because Tyreek, as we as you alluded to, has had some nagging injuries to keep him off the field for seven, eight plays at a time. And when that happens, you you need someone else to step up. But I think it was pretty clear watching the Alabama game what Ohio State missed from not having Tyreek Smith on the field. And it, it was not even, you know, sacks like we've talked about, but getting to the pressure to Mac Jones a little bit earlier, a second earlier or two seconds earlier could have made a big difference in the game when you're dealing with receivers running open down the field. So, um, you know, there's going to be a need for someone to step up. Tyreek Smith is the most well-positioned, most talented, most experienced guy to do it. So, you know, he has to emerge as the leader of that group and take on the emotional leadership role that Jonathan Cooper had that Chase Young picked up two years ago that, you know, that, that is really what drives that unit. And now Tyreek has to be that guy.
2: What are, reasonable expectations for jack sawyer at that position do you think
1: i mean uh, i think jack is a guy that physically is going to be as good or better than anybody on the roster and and that's you you know crazy to say about an incoming freshman but at six foot five almost 260 pounds already he's coming in at the size that sam hubbard left ohio state he's coming in uh a little bit unproven, though. He hasn't played football in almost a year and a half because he, he hurt his MCL uh, in the middle of his junior season and then sat out a senior year amongst the uh, uncertainty with COVID. And uh, he has not sat around eating Doritos. I mean, he has put on 30 pounds of muscle. He looks great. He's a kid that um, wants the expectations and wants the pressure. But if you watch Jack's high school tape, you might see sometimes when he didn't dominate the way you would think he should based on his pure size and athleticism and so Larry Johnson's real challenge is going to be how do you turn that motor on and keep it on all the time and that's where again someone like Tyreek Smith has to step up and show him the ropes of what it takes to succeed every single day in the program if he does buy into that and does it quickly there's no reason he can't have a, a, a Bosa type impact as a freshman Joey Bosa as a freshman was incredible. Nick Bosa was extremely productive. Chase Young was not as productive, but he was also playing behind Nick Bosa and, and Sam Hubbard and Tyquan Lewis and all these other guys. So Jalen Holmes, et cetera. So there's an opportunity for Jack to step up and be that guy. Can he do that is really up to, to how much he buys in.
0: But Berm wasn't the last time Jack Sawyer on the field. And I don't mean to make this a and a to Berm, but the last time Jack Sawyer was on a football field in pads, he was what, like 225, 230? I mean, he wasn't even that big. So you wonder how his body weight and his progression in the weight room turns into uh, production at defensive end because you need that weight in college, but you also need to be as quick as he was when he was at 225, 230 on the football field.
1: Yeah, he was in basketball shape the last time he was on the football field, and that's different. I mean, he spent the last year, he gave up basketball. He he changed what he was eating. He changed the way he's working out. And, and I would assure you that he's had some conversations with Mick Murati about what the Buckeyes need him to do uh, to, to change the strength, to change where that power is coming from. Um, and, and what Jack has over an advantage over, and I, you know, Austin, we've talked in these videos all week about how you don't want to put pressure on incoming freshmen to step up and be that guy. Being a Columbus kid, Jack's had the opportunity to spend almost three years working with Larry Johnson already. And that is something that I don't think can be understated in his development. The, the hand placement, the way that he's able to, to use his uh, hands and feet in the pass rush, is something that he has taken from Larry Johnson over the last three years. So the development track should be a lot shorter for him because he has been able to talk to and work with the Ohio state staff pretty much anytime he wanted in the last handful of years. So um, I I would expect it really to be about how does he mentally attack it? And and if he attacks it anywhere near, like he did the last year of preparing for college and changing his body, changing his diet, changing his workouts, then I I think that Jack's a player that is going to be on the field, you know, first or second drive of the season next year.
2: Well, Larry Johnson has proven that he's nothing if not patient. It still took a little while before he really wanted to turn Joey Bosa loose, Nick Bosa, Chase Young, et cetera, even if, you know, by the middle of the year you know what you're going to have and what you can get from them. And if Larry Johnson has a healthy Tyreek Smith and if he has uh, Zach Harrison making that jump that was expected for this year, and then Tyler Friday fully cleared and ready to go again after this offseason. Oh, might not need it. It'd just be a, a bonus sort of like Tyreek Smith even coming back for one more year. Uh, as far as we know, this might be the end of this series, a busy week talking about what's happening with the Ohio state roster. Um, if there's anything else going on, you know, we'll cover it here with some rapid reactions, hoping to hear from coach Ryan day uh, soon to get an update on where things are heading, what's going to actually happen. Uh, transpire in spring ball, what they'll be allowed to do, how workouts will happen. Uh, We're going to try and get some more information on that for you as we wrap up here with some of the instant offseason moves. Um, Berm, Spencer Holbrook, I'm Austin Ward. Thanks, everybody, for joining us yet again here on a busy week at Letterman Row. Stay with us for full coverage of the Ohio State Buckeyes.